Hello and welcome back to this final episode of this six-part predictably unique podcast series. My name is Simon Haig. We all think we're unique, but in reality we all suffer to a greater or lesser extent from the same anxieties, fears and frailties, and that's because we're all human. In this rich, probing and at times challenging podcast series, David Clive Price and I discuss our thoughts on how others can recover from anxiety, addiction and constant fear by reaching their true selves and living a resilient, fulfilling and rich life. Thank you, Simon, for that introduction. And thank you, too, for hosting me in this, the sixth in the Predictably Unique podcast series. Just a little bit about me. Um, I've published 15 leadership, personal improvement and fiction books. And I've created a global coaching business teaching professionals, executives and business owners how to transform their mental health challenges into a fulfilled lifestyle and business that impact countless people worldwide. However, however, it wasn't always like that. I learned from my own experience with depression and in particular alcohol and not feeling good enough, unconsciously or consciously, Despite the outward signs of success, the coming back from setbacks and black holes is tough, but it's possible, as Simon will uh, back up. Not with quick fixes, but with perseverance and a step-by-step -step route away from fear and anxiety to having a fulfilled life and a successful business. You can find the real you within your hidden demons, as I call them rather than trying to be someone others think you should be. You too can find the resilience to bounce back from adversity and life's challenges. So throughout the chapters of my recent Hidden Demons book, I intersperse six life strategies for leading your life based on the real you, not on the person you think you should be or others think you should be. And each of the six life strategies or six steps to well-being takes an aspect of the recovery process and illustrates it in some detail. So with these six life strategies as your guidance, you can begin to overcome the obstacles that stand in your path and to which we often have recourse. You can stop being a victim of circumstances or of being held back by others or whatever other, other many, many rational stories we tell ourselves to prevent us from moving forward. Thank you, David. I'll let you introduce yourself now, Simon. <laughs> Thank you, David. And yeah, so as I said, I'm Simon Haig. And like David, I've written, I haven't written as many books. I've written three business books and I've created and delivered training and coaching programs. I've attained degrees and had a really colorful career, I would say, during which I've been honored to meet global CEOs, politicians, and I've interviewed recently this year about 40 global thought leaders. I've read dozens of self-help, self-improvement, motivation books. But in reflecting during this COVID lockdown period on what has helped me stay together during these turbulent times and actually accelerate my business, I've reflected deeply on six recovery principles that come from 12-step programs. And these principles guide me today. I'm not perfect. I'm human, so I make mistakes every day. Having reached a personal rock bottom in 2009, I chose a life without alcohol so I can experience life in what I call its rich rainbow array. 
This period has irresistibly reflected back to me the magic and power that's contained within each of these six recovery principles. For me, the key concepts of willingness, open-mindedness, and honesty that are practiced within 12-step programs form a wonderful backdrop for value-driven leadership and a blueprint for a life full of growth. These six recovery principles have raised millions of people out of addiction. They've given wonderful happiness to countless families and have framed the enduring success of some of the greatest leaders and inspirers through time. So I would say, why not give them a go? See what happens, see what transpires in your own growth journey. Move from the constant pursuit of material status and financial external growth that's finite anyway, and at the expense of many, to a more inwardly focused growth that's infinite and perhaps combine us all closer and help us all grow together. For me, that's what true growth is about. I second that, Simon. <clears throat> so in this sixth episode, we're going to look at creating an action plan to re-energize your life. Are you feeling stuck? If so, it may be because you don't yet see a concrete way to improve your situation. It's sometimes very comforting to listen to advice, but when the advice is over, guess what? We go straight back to doing what we have always done. Sometimes you feel lonelier and more desperate than ever because you know what is wrong, but you have no means to change it. I agree with all that. And so, so David, how important is, is having an action plan in this respect? I think it's all important, all motivating. As you move through the different stages outlined in these chapters, think about some in these episodes, think about some very specific actions you can take to improve your situation, some measurable goals you can aim for. The plan, I believe, should be progressive and measured, not dramatic and immediate. What about the whole pace of change? Well, let's be realistic. You're not gonna come off antidepressants or alcohol they're not going to stop gambling or being anxious all in one day. Hopefully, by implementing a gradual step-by-step -step recovery plan and by living in the present, you can start to recover. But your overall mental health will not automatically improve even when you reach your goals. It's a gradual process as the brain takes time to rewire. That's very true. And how do you see others helping with the action plan? Well, your action plan will allow you to set your goals and create targets to achieve them. And that's where your support team can really help. You need other people to celebrate your successes, even if it's just one day off the pills or off the booze. Every step counts. Now that you have a clearer idea of the stories you've told yourself to reach this point, an action plan of achievable steps will set you on your way. Giving yourself long lists, that's not the goal. Long lists will be abandoned, they'll be out the window. What you really need is a clear vision for what you can achieve this week, next week, and next month. And you need someone above all to pat you on the back for doing it. You can't do it all by yourself. That's so true. And it reminds me in, in my AA group, we, um, the last Wednesday of every month, we, we, we have a birthday book. So we celebrate people's sobriety's 
sobriety birthdays. And I remember when I got to, and, and the first and medals are handed out. And I remember when I got to the first month, I was given a plastic medal. I remember thinking at the time this was a bit childish, but today I really love the fact that we do this. We celebrate this with e with each other, and and I'm collecting my medals, you know, with the different Roman numerals on them. And for me, somebody in the group talks about that we're all kind of, you know, chain mail. You know, chain mail. We're all linked like a chain within the group. And if one of us leaves or falls out or or drops out, that chain linkage breaks. And so. I think that really exemplifies that we're all in this together. We need to pat ourselves on the back and we need each other. We need each other. So, so thank you. Thank you, David. So what I'd like to do in wrapping up this six part series is, is talk about the, the final wonderful principle for me, which is nothing changes if nothing changes. For me, change requires you to change. You, change just, just doesn't happen. It's not something that lands from nowhere. You actually have to work at it. Um, and it doesn't happen without you working it. We possess a choice whether we do or we don't. As I have found in my life, most of our problems, most of my problems have been of my making and change only occurs when I've changed myself, when I've changed the situation. So how does this process of change really happen, Simon? Good question. For me, it's clear that meaningful change doesn't happen by chance. You really have to work this. It requires work and dedication. We can stop drinking and doing drugs and what other things we're doing, but if we continue living essentially the same lifestyle, so if you continue going to the pub and drinking Diet Coke rather than beer, eventually you're gonna put yourself, you, the chances are you're gonna put yourself in an awkward position. So you really have to live a different lifestyle. We can't expect to make much progress in recovery or, or indeed any aspect of our lives if we, if we don't truly, fundamentally, substantively change. And so the key word here seems to be responsible. How responsible are we? And another great question. We all have a choice. We can adapt, alter, or accept. I think they're the three they're the three scenarios we can impose upon ourselves, adapt, alter, or accept. We can either let go and hope for the best, or we can make some necessary changes in our lives that may better our circumstances. Most of our problems, most of my problems, are of my own making, and change itself will only change that reality. As George Bernard Shaw said, those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. I love that quote. That's a very good quote, and that applies to so much in modern life as well and in our intercultural work and leadership across the across the world etc exactly. across, across cultural differences and differences uh, those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything it's having this perspective and willpower but is willpower then sufficient well, getting off drugs or alcohol is less to do with willpower, I think, and more to do with change. So willpower itself is a, you know, it could be a good thing, but, but it's kind of esoteric unless you actually act upon and you actually do something. So for me, it's more about change, the action and the activities and the outcomes of change than pure willpower. Some people are ready for change and some are not. And for me, no amount of willpower will override this fact. And I'm testament to that. For many, for many years, I, I persuaded myself that I could do it, but I wasn't prepared to actually change, really change. Even, even though willpower is a positive quality, willpower alone for me won't affect lasting transformation. At least it didn't for me anyway. 
For me, the journey was too complex, it was nuanced, and the addiction is usually too deep, physically, psychologically, and definitely for me, spiritually. So willpower, I have a lot of willpower, but it proved that it didn't succeed by itself. I had to change. Against my better will, I had to change. The positive news is that change does happen if you truly want it, and you have to really, really want this wonderful life that you and I are talking about. In fact, by its nature, life is constantly changing. I often say that each day is an entire lifetime in itself. So for me, you really, really have to want this beyond anything, and you have to be prepared to change. That's a great summary, uh, Simon. So what we're really saying is you need to grab life. Um, the change to happen, it's not a question of willpower alone. It's much more to do with trusting, trusting in the process, trusting perhaps in the tiny habits that you take, that you start off on your journey, etc., cetera, um, and trusting in our support team. So you have to embrace change, embrace trust, and above all, then find yourself creating an action plan with the help of your support team to re-energize your life. It doesn't happen in one day, but it will happen little by little. Correct. Correct. That's that's wonderful, David. And you know, nothing changes if nothing changes. And I've really enjoyed this series. And I really hope the listener uh, has picked out some real valuable nuggets of of useful information from both your hidden demons and my wonderful principles. And I, I think to conclude, you know, for me, living in the day, think, 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 take it easy, and and. Be willing, be open, willingness, open-mindedness, and, and, and honest, and honest about where you're at, I think is critically important. And it's been a real privilege to have met you, David, and to, to have done this series. I've really, it's been a delight. I've loved it. So thanks so much. It's my feeling too, Simon, and thank you so much for letting me share the six episodes of this podcast series and what I hope will be an inspirational series for our listeners. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye now. Thank you.